I'm stuck in the chicken coop. Oh man. Entertaining for you. This is fantastic. Uh-huh. There's a latch there so that it doesn't lock on me. Hey, this is Jared. Hey friends, this is Annette, and this is our <laughs> Azure Farm podcast where we're gonna talk about all things farm, family, home, and all things in between. We hope you enjoy it. Hello friends. I hope you are having the best day. We had such a fun opportunity last weekend to speak at a it was a plant-based food festival in Tennessee. And of all the things you expect to be at a food festival, I was not expecting a dingle hopper. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. If you're looking for dingle hoppers, this is the wrong place. The thing I was not expecting was not a dingle hopper. If you don't know what that is, it'll make sense in a moment. I ran into the most amazing dog I've ever seen. And that's not an exager- exaggeration. As we're walking, let me just jump in. Yeah, As we're yeah, walking yeah. from the parking lot, Annette says, oh, Jared, it's the dog from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> It was. Um, if you ever saw The Little Mermaid or knew of it, there was this dog. It was an old English sheep dog that was big and fluffy and all the things. And, well, I had not seen one in real life. And let me tell you, it was way better than a cartoon dog. That's for sure. This dog's name was, get ready because you're not ready. It's no. like better than what you, even you would think. Like, I don't know, what would you name a dog like that, Jared? What would you name it? Fluffy? Yeah, like, um, it was like a ball of fur, li- literally. And the owner, who is very proud of him, she goes, his name is Spartacus. Ooh, Spartacus. <laughs> really? Like, that's his name? That's funny. I was like, wow, nice. <laughs> she was like, he's a show dog. And as I'm speaking with her, this lady walks up to us and says, oh, your dog is amazing. And she goes, oh, I've seen you on the dog channel, on the dog show. And the owner was really happy to hear that. So yes, he is an actual show dog. And so his hair, mane or fluff, whatever you want to call it, instead of being like a normal mane, she brushes it out. So it was like these this long, wispy, He's like 140 pounds of fur, and it was hilarious. And I hugged him, and he licked my face, which was a lot to handle. But super fun and unexpected to run into this dog. And I don't think I want one. I feel like it would be a lot of work, but I bet Ava would like it. Maybe. I don't know. I say that. She'd probably want to ride him. (laughs) Probably. Be like, can I ride Spartacus Jr.? (laughs) <laughs> so yeah anyways um all the all the fun things if you've never seen an old english sheepdog or know what breed i'm talking about google it you will it'll bring a smile to your face so yeah but this event we were at was super cool um and uh, it's called veg right yeah yeah it's in knoxville tennessee and they had about a total of like five thousand people come through which is awesome. Is so, that many? Wow. yeah, mm-hmm. they clocked about 5,000 people. So, I think it's really cool. There was lots of yummy food, there was delicious things, but we got to share. I shared on um, garden to table seasonal eating and the benefits of that and why I think we should do it. 
Um, and Jared talked about the soil, and he had some nice uh, thoughts in regard. I guess it's funny, Jared. A lot of people that reach out to me do feel like you're the soil guy. Oh wow! I need a title. I yeah. need to forget this Azure Farm stuff. I want to make my own Instagram. Yeah, soil guy, Jared, soil AKA guy. soil guy. No, I think a lot of people do because that's kind of your thing, right? I feel like that's what. Why are you laughing? Oh no! I'm just trying to think like. Of Instagram think, names? Yeah, I think I could be Jared. I soiled myself. Oh my <laughs> word! <laughs> you're you're fired. That was that's so no, funny. I'm that gonna was, use it. No, that was not good at all. Actually, that was terrible. Help me help you soil yourself. <laughs> oh man, this podcast was brought to you by the Soiloom. Oh man, I can't even say it. Oh, you're not allowed to do a podcast ever again. <laughs> <laughs> you'll learn so much, you'll soil yourself. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> This is awesome. This is where everyone stopped listening. <laughs> now wait till you hear what I'm going to share with you and you too will soil yourself. <laughs> okay, you know what? You're done. Here I was trying to go for a positive, nice compliment that people really you know appreciate you and like the insight you have in regards to soil health and you had to go there so you're you're fired i just want to say the endorphins no are stop in. stop no, i'm not making any more jokes okay like that. we're ready to go <laughs> you're done i'm done can you redeem yourself after that i don't know if you i can. hope so are you ready mm-hmm. oh i'm i'm ready all right thank you everyone for mm-hmm. letting me laugh at my own jokes that's always my favorite <laughs> thing to do um yeah, I continue. Every time I think I'm like, yeah, I kind of get this soil thing. I figured it all out. I learn more and I read more. And I got a book recommended to me that is pretty awesome. It's called Dirt, the Erosion of Civilization or Civilizations. And it just talks about how every empire collapses because it can't produce enough food for its citizens and sustaining itself. And um, I'm fascinated by that right now. And so, yeah, as I was preparing for the talk, I'm like, all right, well, what are some good points? So I decided to start off with the idea of what's the greatest threat to America right now? What would you think? What's the greatest threat I mean, every, to America? Every, you, do you want me to answer what everyone yeah, wants to say? Mm-hmm. What did people the say? The political... Um, Nobody said that? No, I know, but I'm saying oh, a lot yeah. of times one would think people would think, oh, yeah. all the pol- political... What am I mm-hmm. trying to say? The word tensions. environment... Ten, yeah, tensions or the um, global... Um, Tensions. Tensions. <laughs> um, all the tensions. Uh-huh. Um, viruses. Yeah. Sicknesses that are happening around the world. Yeah. Um, okay, that's all I got right now. Okay. And there were some <laughs> other interesting answers that, that I heard. Um, I would tell you the greatest threat to America are our farmers. And the greatest strength of America are our farmers. And so that was how I led into hmm. my talk. And I got people thinking they were going to be my best friend and others thought they were going to be my enemy. <laughs> and um, so here's a few, I thought, interesting things. Uh, the UN Food and Agriculture Organization, one of their head honchos, said, in the United States alone, soil on cropland is eroding 10 times faster than it can be replenished. If we continue to degrade the soil at the rate we are now, the world could run out of topsoil in 60 years. Um, 
And mm. so I think this is pretty interesting. Like we grow 90 plus percent of all of our food in the topsoil. And it's a real big issue. You can grow things that look like a piece of corn, look like a tomato, look like wheat, but it doesn't mean they actually today have the nutrient load of produce that the same produce that that, that contained those nutrients 50 years ago. Um, there's, a, there's one thing it said, one would have to eat eight oranges today to derive the same amount of vitamin A as our grandparents would have gotten from one. That was just, can we pause on that real quick? Will you read mm-hmm. that again? <laughs> yeah, you have to eat eight oranges today to get the same amount of vitamins. This would be vitamin A in the study. As your grandparents, 50 plus years ago, would have gotten from eating one orange. I mean, that is profound. Yeah. Just the fact that the nutrient level in our food is so vastly different. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. So think about it. Every year we keep taking from the soil. We take, we take, we take. And the thought of us giving back is, oh, we'll spread some chicken manure on it and get some nitrogen in the ground and everything will grow. Um, They say there's 29 elements essential for human life macro elements, trace elements. And the studies continue to show that the best way to absorb those is by eating plants. When we eat animals, we get it secondhand. The animal has gotten most of the benefits. We get the secondhand benefits. Uh, There's tons of benefits from all these minerals. You know, you can have skeletal issues if you don't have the right mineral balance. Your immune system is highly affected by these. Nerve and muscle function. Uh, The list goes on. Hormone balance, all these different things. And I'm a big believer that if you don't have your soil basically able to make it so your plants can uptake all these nutrients, you're in serious trouble. You may still grow the produce that looks kind of like what it's supposed to, but it might not be healthy at all. Mm -hmm. And most of us who think, oh, eat your broccoli, eat your spinach, because we think it has these things just innately. It's not true at all. So, um, So I think one of the reasons for this is Greed. Really, it's just greed. It's selfishness. So you go back in Jewish history, you see a few interesting accounts. One, the idea, there's, you know, there's the one story that, well, man was created from the dust of the ground, and therefore the diet given to him of food from the dust of the ground through the plants was the best, most sustainable diet. Today, we're finding that's the case. Studies across the board, the longest living Americans, they eat more plants than anything else, and they get those benefits. But another, another story in Jewish history is this idea of uh, they were taken off into slavery into the kingdom of Babylon, and the punishment describes is because they didn't let the land rest. They didn't give the land its Sabbath. And that was the idea that basically every seven years, they were supposed to let the land just totally, they weren't to touch it. And they would let the poor come in. If anything grew of its own accord, like the fruit trees just blossomed again and weren't fertilized or row crops or whatever else just sprung up and had fruit, the poor could come in and gather whatever they want. But the promise was, if you do this, uh, they would get so much produce in year six that it would last them into year seven, into year eight, and they, they would still have even some in year nine when they've already started farming again in year eight. So there were all these promises. One of the reasons is, if you keep taking from the soil, you rob it of all of its nutrients, and eventually there is no nutrients, and you get a warning like what the UN Secretary General warned last week that said, We are on the verge of an unprecedented global hunger, Hmm. famines that will take place in the year 2022, which will lead to a rise in sickness and premature death. And I'm a big believer in this idea that I think it's because we're 
we're not letting the land rest. We're trying to get way more from it and we're not giving enough back to it. Um, and then one of the greatest examples of this is glyphosate. So we spray it on these crops to get rid of all the weeds, et cetera, at harvest, yet they are on our food. And in many of the products we eat, they're in a, they, we absorb them while we eat. And it causes tons of gut issues. And I don't think there's any wonder why everybody's allergic to everything. But what a lot of people don't know is when this glyphosate is sprayed on the ground, it actually goes into the soil and it destroys micro, the microbiome, if you will, in the soil. And all the microbes can't break down minerals and nutrients from rocks to get them into a condition that the roots of the plant can absorb and therefore get into the plant and we absorb it. So we're spraying all these things on the ground, hoping to get more yield, hoping to have less weeds. But in the end of the day, it's making it so the food we're eating doesn't really have many nutrients. And, and at first it might seem to work, right? Because it's like, oh, this is wonderful. This like is everything's wonderful. growing great. There's no weeds. It's good. It's just down the road, I think. We're down the hit, road, It'll yeah. be a crisis. And I think it's, it, is a, it is a problematic thing when the, the sicknesses that result from a lack of nutrition and are treated by the same companies that own the sprays that are going onto our food. I just think we need to be alarmed by that idea. Um, when Hippocrates says, let food be your medicine and medicine mm -hmm. be your food. Uh, today, pharmaceutical companies own both ends of the spectrum. I just think we have to admit greed exists, nefarious activity exists, and it's all the more reason we all should be growing our own food. Um, the last thing I'll share is that uh, there's three studies that were done, all independent studies. One is a 2004 U.S. study that found the nutrients in our food are 38% lower than they were 50 years ago. Mm. Another study from the University of Texas uh, showed that from 43 different fruits and vegetables, there have been reliable declines in protein, calcium, iron, vitamin B2, vitamin C over the last 50 years. Um, declines in other m micronutrients like magnesium, zinc, all these different things. And then the Cushy Institute had one that showed uh, fresh vegetable calcium levels have dropped 27%. Iron levels have dropped 37%. Vitamin C levels have dropped 30%. And then the last is the British nutrient, uh, British Food Journal study that basically showed 19% drop in calcium, 22%. So all these independent studies that basically show the nutrients in our food are declining rapidly. And the best way that you can prevent that, and, the, and one of the reasons your homegrown tomatoes taste so good is because they're actually so healthy. Mm-hmm. And they have nutrients in the soil. So it's amazing how I believe uh, we were designed to eat food. The sweeter it is, the better it is for us. That's been hijacked by sugar in most of our food. <laughs> but also I think the tastier it is, the fresher it is, the more vitamins and, and nutrients that are in it. Uh, as Annette shared in her talk, basically as food is picked, it begins dying. Mm -hmm. All the vitamins begin evaporating. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so important. We grow as much of our food as we can, even if it's just herbs, we're getting a way to find, we're finding the way where minerals can come from the soil into our bodies and the medium is plants. So whatever you can do to grow just even a little bit, it's like growing your own vitamins in your backyard. And uh, there's so many benefits of it more than I could share now. And like you said, yeah, you don't have to do a ton. Even if you just do one thing, you're guaranteed to be getting 
more nutrient out of that than if you were to buy it at the store. That's right. So not only are you reaping the health benefits of it, but you're also getting some of the other benefits, which is, you know, good for like your mental health and all those things to just get out and garden. Mm -hmm. So I think it's no time like the present time to grow some of your own food. Um, Not just because of prices skyrocketing and all those different things, but really for our health, it's, it's better. And if you already grow your own food and that's wonderful. And we try to grow some, we're no, no experts and we don't grow all of our own food, but if you already grow some of your own food, then, you know, make sure you rotate your crops around don't plant the same thing in the same spot give your land a break replenish your soil and maybe every seven years give that area a full break um, and that's something we'll have to think about too when we come up to that number <laughs> went from in our garden so anyways just do things that are good for your soil and it'll be good back to you oh i like that right i think my title of my talk was you are what you eat yeah whether that's good or bad. Whether that's good or bad. <laughs> Whether that's good or bad. All right. Well, do you want to end with another joke or you're, you're good? Oh, man, I'm running with that joke. That is going to be good. <laughs> but hey, to anyone out there who wants to learn more about this, I'm going to give a shameful, shameless plug yet again about our homegrown platform. There's a ton of good content, and Annette can link to that, but livehomegrown.com, and you're going to find a lot of great content and videos. And there are, what, three more Three more classes on the way in the next few weeks, and we're really excited. Yeah. So thank you for being a part. Thank you for following along. And always reach out if you have any questions, comments, or thoughts. Thank you from our happy family to yours. Have the best rest of your day. 